Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles, original edition, which is published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. Or if you also have a link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email, including both the text reading for the day as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 18, The Dream and the Reality, with Section 4, Light in the Dream. We're also mindful of our lesson, Lesson 200. There is no peace except the peace of God. And by way of opening this morning, it was such a hard decision. Uh, But finally, the guidance came through. And, uh, And this is the poem I was given from David White. It's called, It's Still Possible. It's still possible to fully understand. You have always been the place where the miracle has happened and that you have been since your birth, the bread given and the wine lifted, the change witnessed and the change itself, that you have secretly been all along a goodness that can continue to be a goodness to itself. It's still possible in the end to realize why you are here and why you have endured and why you might have suffered so much so that in the end you would witness love miraculously arriving from nowhere crossing bravely as it does out of darkness from that great and spacious stillness inside you to the simple light-filled life of being said to fully understand you have always been the place has happened. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. That was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mari. It feels so peaceful to me. Ah, oh, that life filled life. So, my friends, here's the reading list this morning. We have Fran, Donna, Lana, and Lemoyne. We're joined to listen this morning this morning by Karen. And um, that's the sum of us for now. So we'll take up chapter 18. The dream and the reality with section 4, light in the dream, starting with paragraph 24. You who have spent your lives in bringing truth to illusion, reality to fantasy, have walked the way of dreams, for you have gone from waking to sleeping and on and on to a yet deeper sleep. Each dream has led to other dreams and every fantasy which seemed to bring a light into the darkness but made the darkness deeper. Your goal was darkness, in which no ray of light could enter, And you sought a place of blackness, or you sought a blackness, 
so complete that you could hide from truth forever in complete insanity. What you forgot was simply that God cannot destroy himself. The light is in you. Darkness can cover it, but cannot put it out. A frame. Chapter 18. The Dream and the Reality. Section 4. Light in the Dream. In paragraph 24. You who have spent your lives in bringing truth to illusion, reality to fantasy, have walked the way of dreams. For you have gone from waking to sleeping and on and on to a yet deeper sleep. Each dream has led to other dreams, and every fantasy which seemed to bring a light into the darkness, <clears throat> but made the darkness deeper. Your goal was darkness in which no ray of light could enter, and you sought a blackness so complete that you could hide from truth forever in complete insanity. What you forgot was simply that God cannot destroy himself. The light is in you. Darkness can cover it, but cannot put it out. 25. As the light comes nearer, you will rush to darkness, shrinking from the truth, sometimes retreating to the lesser forms of fear, and sometimes to stark terror. But you will advance because your goal is the advance from fear to truth. You know this. The goal which you accepted is the goal of knowledge, for which you signified your willingness. Fear seems to live in darkness, and when you are afraid, you have stepped back. Let us then join quickly in an instant of light, and it will be enough to remind you that your goal is light. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. Thank you, Fran. And Donna. 25. As the light comes nearer, you will rush to darkness, shrinking from the truth, sometimes retreating to the lesser forms of fear, and sometimes to stark terror. But you will advance because your goal is the advance from fear to truth. Sorry. You know this. The goal which you accepted is the goal of knowledge for which you signified your willingness. Fear seems to live in darkness, and when you are afraid, you have stepped back. Let us then join quickly in an instant of light, and it will be enough to remind you that your goal is light. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. 26. If you knew who walks beside you on this way which you have chosen, fear would be impossible. You do not know because the journey into darkness has been long and cruel and you have gone deep into it. A little flicker of your eyelids closed so long, has not yet been sufficient to give you confidence in yourselves so long despised. 
you go toward love, still hating it and terribly afraid of its judgments upon you. And you do not realize that you are not afraid of love, but only of what you have made of it. You are advancing to love's meaning and away from all illusions in which you have surrounded it. When you retreat to the illusion, your fear increases, for there is little doubt that what you think it means is fearful. Yet what is that to us who travel surely and very swiftly away from fear? Thank you, Donna and Lana. Okay, 26. If you knew who walked, if you knew who walked beside you on this way, which you have chosen, fear would be impossible. You do not know because the journey into darkness has been long and cruel and you have gone deep into it. A little flicker of your eyelids closed so long has not yet been sufficient to give you confidence in yourselves so long despised. You go towards love, still hating it and terribly afraid of its judgment upon you. And you do not realize that you are not afraid of love, but only of what you have made of it. You are advancing to love's meaning and away from all illusions in which you have surrounded it. When you retreat to the illusion, your fear increases, for there is little doubt that what you think it means is fearful. Yet, what is that to us who travel surely and very swiftly away from fear? 27. You who hold each other's hand, hand also hold mine. For when you joined each other, you were not alone. Do you believe I would leave you in the darkness you agreed to leave with me? In your relationship, in your relationship is this world's light, and fear must disappear before you now. Be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offer to each other. You will succeed only in frightening yourself. Let me read that again. Uh, be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offer to each other. You will succeed only in frightening yourselves. The gift is given forever, for God himself received it. You cannot take it back. You have accepted God. The holiness of your relationship is established in heaven. You do not understand what you accepted, but remember that your understanding is not necessary. All that was necessary was merely the wish to understand. 
the wish was the desire to be holy. The will of God is granted you, for you desire the only thing you ever had or ever were. Thank you, Lana. And Lemoyne. Okay. <laughs> you who hold each other's hand also hold mine. For when you joined each other, you were not alone. Do you believe that I would leave you in the darkness you agreed to leave with, with me? In your relationship is this world's light, and fear must disappear before you now. Be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offered to each other. You will succeed only in frightening yourself. The gift is given forever, for God himself received it. You cannot take it back. You have accepted God. The holiness of your relationship is established in heaven. You do not understand what you accepted, but remember that your understanding is not necessary. All that was necessary was merely the wish to understand. That wish was the desire to be holy. The will of God is granted you. For you desire the only thing you ever had or ever were. Each instant that we spend together will teach you that this goal is possible and will strengthen your desire to reach it. And in your desire lies its accomplishment. Your desire is now in complete accord with all the power of the Holy Spirit's will. No little faltering footsteps that you may take can separate your desire from his will and from his strength. I hold your hand as surely as you agreed to take each other. You will not separate, for I stand with you and walk with you in your advance to truth. And where we go, we carry God with us. Thank you, Lemoyne. And would there be a new reader for uh, 28 and 29? New reader for chapter, 20, uh, chapter 18, paragraph 28 and 29? Yes, good morning, Lori. It's Jude. I can do it. Thanks, Judy. Each instant, each instant that we spend together will teach you that this goal is possible and will strengthen your desire to reach it. And in your desire lies its accomplishment. Your desire is now in complete accord with all the power of the Holy Spirit's will. 
no little faltering footsteps that you may take can separate your desire from his will and from his strength. I hold your hand as surely as you agree to take each other's. You will not separate, for I stand with you and walk with you in your advance to truth. And where we go, we carry God with us. 29. In your relationship, you have joined with me in bringing heaven to the Son of God, who hid in darkness. You have been willing to bring the darkness to light, and this willingness has given strength to everyone who would remain in darkness. Those who would see will see, and they will join with me in carrying their light into the darkness when the darkness in them is offered to the light and is removed forever. My need for you joined with me in the holy light of your relationship is your need for salvation. Would I not give you what you gave to me? For when you joined each other, you answered I think you're on mute, Lori, or whoever is next. Um, I, I did not hear the word me, Judy. I'm sorry. When you joined each other, you answered me. There was a little bit of noise there. Uh, so thank you very much. And is there a new reader for 29 and 30? Yes, the person that should have been muted, Mindy. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mindy. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. In it. your relationship, thank you. In your relationship, you have joined with me in bringing heaven to the Son of God who hid in darkness. You have been willing to bring the darkness to light, and this willingness has given strength to everyone who would remain in darkness. Those who would see will see and they will join with me in carrying their light into the darkness. When the darkness in them is offered to the light and is removed forever. Oh, that was one whole sentence. Let me just say that again. Those who would see will see, and they will join with me in carrying their light into the darkness when the darkness in them is offered to the light and is removed forever. My need for you, joined with me in the holy light of your relationship, is your need for salvation. Would I not give you what you gave to me? For when you joined each other, you answered me. Sorry. You, who are now the bringers of salvation, have the function of bringing light to dark. The darkness in you has been brought to light. Carry it back to darkness from the holy instant to which you brought it. I've got to say that again. 
The darkness in you has been brought to light. Carry it back to darkness from the holy instant to which you brought it. We are made whole in our desire to make whole. Let not time worry you, for all the fear that you experience is really past. Time has been readjusted to help us do together what your separate past would hinder. You have gone past fear, for no two minds can join in the desire for love without love's joining them. Thank you, Mindy. And would there be another new reader for 30 and 31? New reader for 30 and 31? Okay, Fran, back to you. 30. You who are now the bringers of salvation have the function of bringing light to darkness. The darkness in you has been brought to light. Carry it back to darkness from the holy instant to which you brought it. We are made whole in our desire to make whole. Let not time worry you. For all the fear that you experience is really past. Time has been readjusted to help us do together what your separate past would hinder. You have gone past fear, for no two minds can join in the desire for love without love's joining them. 31. Not one light in heaven that goes with you, not one ray that shines forever in the mind of God that shines on you. Heaven is joined with you, and you're advanced to heaven. When such great light has joined with you to give the little spark of your desire, the power of God himself, can you remain in darkness? You are coming home together after a long and meaningless journey, which you undertook apart and which led nowhere. You have found each other and will light each other's way. And from this light will the great rays ascend back into the darkness and forward unto God to shine away the past and so make room for his eternal presence in which everything is radiant in the light. Thank you, Fran. And Donna. 31. Not one light in heaven that goes with you. Not one ray that shines forever in the mind of God, but shines in you. Heaven is joined with you in your advance to heaven. When such great light has joined with you to give the little spark of your desire, the power of God himself, Can you remain in darkness? You are coming home together after a long and meaningless journey which you undertook apart and which led nowhere. You have found each other and will light each other's way. 
and from this light will the great rays extend back into the darkness and forward and unto God to shine away the past and so make room for his eternal presence in which everything is radiant, radiant in the light. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, everyone who read this morning. And I personally would love to hear this as another full reading, paragraph by paragraph, in a flowing sort of way. Uh, just to summarize it before the top of the hour. Um, does that sound all right to everyone? Lovely. Good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. How about if we uh, take off exactly from where we left off with Donna? I think everyone will have a new paragraph that way. Um, so, Lana, if you'd like to start again with paragraph 25. I'm sorry, 24. Okie doke. <laughs> Section 4, Light in the Dream. Paragraph 24. Is my stand too loud? Is it making too much noise in the background? Not at all. Don't hear a thing. Okay. Okay, good. Alrighty. You who have spent your lives in bringing truth to illusion, reality to fantasy, have walked the way of dreams. For you have gone from waking to sleeping and on and on to a yet deeper sleep. Each dream has led you, has led to other dreams, and every fantasy would seem to bring a light into the darkness, but made the darkness deeper. Your goal was darkness in which no ray of light could enter. And you, sought a and you sought a blackness so complete that you could hide from truth forever in complete insanity. What you forgot was simply that God cannot destroy himself. The light is in you. Darkness can cover it, but cannot put it out. Thank you, Lana. As the light comes nearer, you will rush to darkness. Shrinking from the truth, sometimes retreating to lesser to the lesser forms of fear, and sometimes the stark terror. But you will advance because your goal is the advance from fear to truth. <clears throat> you know this. The goal which you accepted is the goal of knowledge for which you signified your wi willingness. Fear seems to live in darkness and when you are afraid, you have stepped back. Let us then join quickly in an instant of light and it will be enough to remind you that your goal is light. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it.
Thank you, Lemoyne. And Judy. I have to pass. Sorry. Okay. Uh, then Mindy, can you do 26? Yes, I can. Just scroll back to it. <clears throat> 26? Yes. The last sentence of 25, I'll start from. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. 26. If you knew who walked beside you on this way which you have chosen, fear would be impossible. You do not know because the journey into darkness has been long and cruel and you have gone deep into it. A little flicker of your eyelids close along has not yet been sufficient to give you confidence in yourself so long despised. You go toward love still hating it and terribly afraid of its judgment upon you and you do not realize that you are not afraid of love but only of what you have made of it. You are advancing to love's meaning and away from all illusions in which you have surrounded it. When you retreat to the illusion, your fear increases for there is little doubt that what you think it means is fearful. Yet what is that to us who travel surely and very swiftly away from fear? Thank you, Mindy. And Donna. Twenty-seven. You who hold each other's hand also hold mine. For when you joined each other, you are not alone. Do you believe that I would leave you in the darkness you agreed to leave with me? In your relationship in this world's light and fear in this in your relationship in this world's light and fear must disappear before you now. Be tempted not to snatch away the gift of faith you offered to each other. You will succeed only in frightening yourselves. The gift is given forever, for God himself received it. You cannot take it back. You have accepted God. The holiness of your relationship is established in heaven. You do not understand what you accepted, but remember that your understanding is not necessary. All that was necessary was merely the wish to understand. That wish was the desire to be holy. The will of God is granted you, for you desire the only thing you ever had or ever were. Thank you, Donna. And would there be a new reader for 28, please? I could do that. Miss Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie. Sure. 28, each instant that we spend together will teach you that this goal is possible and will strengthen your desire to reach it. And in your desire lies its accomplishment. 
Your desire is now in complete accord with all the power of the Holy Spirit's will. No little faltering footsteps that you may take can separate your desire from his will and from his strength. I hold your hand as surely as you agreed to take each other's. You will not separate, for I stand with you and walk with you in your advance to truth. And where we go, we carry God with us. Thank you, Robin Marie. Uh, new reader for 29, please. I can do it again. <laughs> oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you. 29, in your relationship, you have joined with me in bringing heaven to the Son of God, who hid in darkness. You have been willing to bring the darkness to light, and this willingness has given strength to everyone who would remain in darkness. Those who would see will see, and they will join with me in carrying their light into the darkness when the darkness in them is offered to the light and is removed forever. My need for you joined with me in the holy light of your relationship is your need for salvation. Would I not give you what you gave to me? For when you joined each other, you answered me. Thank you, Judy. And is there someone who hasn't read that would like to read paragraph 30? I'll read it. <laughs> well, you go right ahead, Fran. Thank you. <laughs> 30. You who are now the bringers of salvation have the function of bringing light to darkness. The darkness in you has been brought to light. Carry it back to darkness from the holy instant to which you brought it. We are made whole in our desire to make whole. Let not time worry you, for all the fear that you experience is really past. Time has been readjusted to help us do together, which your separate paths would hinder. You have gone past fear, for no two minds can join in the desire for love without love joining them. Thank you, Fran. And um, let's see, Donna. Uh, I'm happy to do this. This is 31, correct? Yes. But before I do, I would say, Lori, would you like to read this? Well, what a generous offer. And my goodness sakes, I would love to. Thank you. You're very welcome. 31. Not one light in heaven, but goes with you. Not one ray that shines forever in the mind of God, but shines on you. Heaven is joined with you in your advance to heaven. 
When such great light has joined with you to give the little spark of your desire the power of God himself, can you remain in darkness? You are coming home together after a long and meaningless journey which you undertook apart and which led nowhere. You have found each other and will light each other's way and from this light will the great rays extend back into the darkness and forward unto God to shine away the path and so make room for his eternal presence in which everything is radiant in the light. Light in the darkness. Amen. Thank you everyone who read not once but twice and even thrice. (laughs) What a glorious reading this morning. Um to bring to our lesson there is no peace except the peace of God so let's take a holy pause and let these words settle and uh, receive all that's given us uh, friend turn it over to you thank you thank you Lori hi everybody we are still in the first part of the workbook and the section that we're ending now is the lessons 181 to 200. Today's lesson is lesson 200. There is no peace except the peace of God. So I shall read some from the lesson and then we will do our five-minute practice. Okay. There's no peace except the peace of God. Seek you no further. You will not find peace except the peace of God. Accept this fact and save yourself the agony of yet more bitter disappointments, bleak desire, and sense of icy hopelessness and doubt. Seek you no further. There is nothing else for you to find except the peace of God, unless you seek for misery and pain. This is the final point to which each one must come at last, to lay aside all hope of finding happiness where there is none. Yet you can ask as easily for love, for happiness, and for eternal life in peace that has no ending. Ask for this and you can only win. Come home. You have not found your happiness in foreign places and in alien forms which have no meaning to you, though you sought to make them meaningful. This world is not where you belong. You are a stranger here. What does forgiveness do? In truth, it has no function. and does nothing. For it is unknown in heaven. It is only hell where it is needed. There is no peace except the peace of God because he has one son who cannot make a world in opposition to God's will and to his own, which is the same as his. What could he hope to find in such a world? It cannot have reality because it was never created. Peace is the bridge that everyone will cross to leave this world behind. But peace begins within the world perceived as different. Let us not lose our way again today. We go to heaven and the path is straight. Only if we attempt to wander can there be delay and needless wasted time on thorny byways. The Father calls, 
the sun will hear. Now is there silence. Seek no further. You have come to where the road is carpeted with leaves of false desires fallen from the trees of hopelessness you sought before. Now are they underfoot. Peace is already recognized at last. Today we seek no idols. Peace cannot be found in them. The peace of God is ours, and only this will we accept and want. Peace be to us today. We seek no further. We are close to home and draw still nearer every time we say, there is no peace except the peace of God. And I am glad and thankful it is so. So now we'll do our five-minute practice. Lesson 200, there is no peace except the peace of God.
Seek you no further. You will not find peace except the peace of God. Lesson 200. There is no peace except the peace of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. So beautiful. Oh, thank you, Fran. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you, guys. I love it. It's one of my favorite lessons. It's so true. And we all we all know that, and we wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, thank you so much, Fran. I know you have to rush off to get ready for an appointment. So we appreciate the generosity of your time this morning. And uh, the gifts you bring with you. Thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. See ya. Oh, bye, Fran. Thank you again. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Love you all. Bye, Fran. This is on Fran's last words. My hearing them gave them life. We seek no further. We are close to home and draw still nearer every time we say that we seek no further. When she said that, it was like I suddenly woke up. And yesterday, um, I can't, can you get off speakerphone from me? It's Mindy. I beg your pardon? It's Lindy. I'm wondering if you can do something to soften. If you're on speakerphone, you can get off. I can't. Um, it's distorting. Hard for me to hear you. Uh, My sound is bad. Oh, Apologies. I hope that's better. That's kind of the best I can do. Sorry. I've got it's a flip very, phone. It's very good. Tells me. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Please continue. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. So the reading yesterday, and to me, and the uh, lesson flowed right in today for me. And yesterday, from a paragraph six of yesterday's lesson, where it starts out, uh, (laughs) oh, okay. The Holy Spirit is the home of minds that seek for freedom and are closing. I am not a body. I am free. I hear the voice that God has given me, and it is only this my mind obeys. And I uh, reinterpreted that a little bit into my language, which I usually do, and this is what I got to live with. The Holy Spirit is at home in me, and I in him. It is his voice and vision I follow, hear, and see. And that was really beautiful because I attend another spiritual class at 11 o'clock on Mondays, and we had a magnificent uh, discussion about that everybody thinks it's that they're the only one that thinks they're nothing. And we all discovered we all think we're nothing. 
And then we got to this point, and out of that discussion, I got this. There's only good. And there is only good in me. There is only good around me. And there's only good everywhere. And because of today's reading, where <clears throat> on uh, paragraph 7, um, in today's reading, sorry, is um is this let's see I'm sorry let's not be set up but I lit it up so it's paragraph uh, 21 I heard the same thing you do not understand what you accepted but remember that your understanding is not necessary. All that was necessary was merely the wish to understand. That wish was the desire to be holy. The will of God is granted you, for you desire only, you desire the only thing you ever had or ever were. And that was just clarified everything the light I had been given. <clears throat> and um, so to me, that understanding is not necessary. It takes the big burden off of me trying to do this perfect work here. I don't have to. I have one who travels with me. That all I have to do is, when I get that guidance, follow it. And um, the more we do that, the more I do that, the easier it is for the Holy Spirit to commune with me, communicate with me, and for me to understand, oh, this is my assignment here. Oh, uh, okay, I'm going to go there. It doesn't matter what I do there. I'll do whatever I was sent, thought I was sent there to do. And it always turns out, yes, it works good for everybody. I always get blessed because there's something about what happens when I enter, particularly have words with people or a door opening or closing that, that changes the entire environment around us. So it was so beautiful for me today to see that indeed we seek no further. We are close to home and draw still nearer every time we say, there is no peace except the peace of God, and I am glad and thankful that it is so. And Fran, to me, is a walking light. When she speaks this stuff, she gives it life for me. I am grateful, and I, I am complete. Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Donna. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. I really appreciate what you shared, and I agree that Fran is right. <laughs> we all are. We all are the light. Well, I might as well share since I'm yapping. <laughs> um, uh, a couple things. Um, I just love this section. It was so intimate and joining. You know, I love the thought of holding Jesus' hand and him holding my hand and 
all of us holding each other's hand. Um, it's, it reminded me of, um, and I brought it up, Miracle Principle 25 in the original edition, which is miracles are part of an interlocking chain of forgiveness, which when complete is the atonement. Um, you know, that's, for me, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> we're all coming back together and joining as one holding each other's hand and seeing the Christ looking, you know, as we were sharing the lesson, I think it was just yesterday, looking beyond bodies to the Christ and and perceiving each other as we meet, um, seeing the eyes of Christ looking back at us through our brothers and sisters. It's... Um, it sure has been helpful to me in my journey. You know, I I think about, um, gosh, I don't know who I was sharing it with. Maybe it was my friend yesterday or maybe it was on the call. But, um, you know, when I look at my relationships uh, and the, you know, the peace, the peace of God which is presented simply by seeing the eyes of Christ looking back at me. You know, my Archie Bunker roommate. <laughs> I I perceive his heart and his Christ and my daughter, regardless of how they show up, you know, or how she shows up, regardless how anybody shows up. You know, for me, that's what the peace of God is. It's like being in the center, the eye of the hurricane. And it doesn't matter how, what people are doing or the world is doing or whatever situation may be whirling around me. I'm unaffected in the center of stillness and peace. It's just so beautiful. Um, so uh, this, uh, this section and this joining and also the lesson. Well, and I agree so much with you, Donna, about the willingness. I mean, not the willingness, uh, which you were sharing about understanding. That is such a burden lifted. You know, how many, you know, of us seem to struggle with the understanding of the words of this course. And Jesus, you know, once told me, you know, it's not the words that are challenging to understand. It's the condition of my mind when I read those words. Because... You know, the words don't change, and sometimes everything's as clear as a bell, and other times it's as smoggy as mud, you know. And then all I have to do is look within at the condition of my mind. Is my mind at peace? And is my mind aligned with the mind of God? Because... When it is, whatever I'm reading, whatever sacred writing I'm reading, um, comes through with clarity and certainty and also peace. So um, I made the wish to understand. And that's all I had to do, you know, because beyond the wish is the willingness. 
And uh, that's my part of the deal. <laughs> that's my function. You know, I make the wish. I supply the willingness. And understanding comes of its own. It's not a doing. Um, it's a being that light. And as we, for me, as we join, as we hold hands, we're all walking each other home together. And one light is all light. You know, it's like the analogy of walking into a dark room. And when I turn the light on, it's not one corner. I'm talking about the overhead light. When I turn that light on, it's not one corner or one fragment or aspect of the room that's lighted. The whole room lights up. And even a candle will illuminate the whole room. Light has, that's the way light works. Bring light to one brother, you bring light to all brothers, you know, and sisters, um, because the light of God is so all-encompassing. And it all, you know, all these seeming uh, concepts, spiritual concepts, they're all interlocked together. When I speak of light or atonement or forgiveness or salvation, anything that's part of the light, which is illumination of truth to me, touches them all. They're all together. They may seem like different spiritual concepts, but as I recognize and know one, I know them all because they're all interlocked in the one beautiful truth in God of love and the singular reality of love. And nothing exists other than that. And I don't, you know, for me, I don't care what concept Jesus is presenting to me in what section I'm reading today. They all boil down to, and the content of what I'm reading too, it all comes back to love and fear, no matter what word symbols are used. You know, it's always that choice. And and the ability and the gift of being able to choose again if I falter. But all things of truth are all wound up in the love of God and the peace of God. Say the peace of God and I hear the love of God. <laughs> so um, it's such a complete... Uh, section today Um, and again it reminds me that we are that interlocking chain of forgiveness Um, and there's no gap when we hold hands that separate us so anyway I'm complete thank you so much for listening thank you Lana Uh, that was beautiful Lana (laughs) I just I just love what came to me and wanted to share of the Christmas tree lights and how you spread them out on the floor, right? And then they don't go on. You plug it in and they don't go on. And there's one that you need to find <laughs> where you need to plug that one in and they all light up together. And that's what we're doing for one another. If one of us is a little bit, you know, not quite turned on yet. The rest of us really help. So thank you so much. You sparked my day. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. 
Thank you. I know that experience too. The one light doesn't go on. We find it though. We always find it. Thank you, Evan Marie. This is Donna. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. I have a quick kind of testimony. When I called in this morning, I almost didn't call. That's how, quote, unquote, seemingly lousy I felt. I have excruciating pain in one place and, and, and uh, sinus insanity in another place and a tooth in my head that's saying uh, this is a mistake and I keep telling it I know. But what happened was, and I really noticed during the reading and the lesson, that the excruciating pain had diminished practically to nothing. And it had, I have a, a sciatica come up for healing. That's what I call it. It's on its way to be healed. But I've had no problem with the other side of my body. And all of a sudden, both sides were in, I was in excruciating pain. Uh, and I didn't want to take my Tylenol dose yet <laughs> when I can't finally take it. And I thought, well, I'll wait till after the reading. And after the reading, it will be a good while before I have to take a Tylenol. So miracles happen all the time. I am so grateful, first of all, for me being smart enough to show up today following the Holy Spirit's guidance and for this faithful, faithful call. Thank you. Amen. Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Donna. Thank you so much. And I'm so oh. glad you came too. Thank you, Donna. Boy, I resonate. I have sciatica pain too, and it can be one side or both sides. But I've also experienced those miracles like you just shared where in a in a moment of, you know, maybe sharing the love of God with someone on the telephone or whatever way of communicating and in that sharing the love of God or experiencing the love of God, uh, the pain disappears, just vanishes. And right in the middle of a sentence that I'm speaking, I'll stop and I'll notice, oh, my God, my pain's gone. <laughs> it's not shooting down my leg anymore. So thank you for sharing that. I, I really resonate with what you shared. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Great witness. And thank you, Hannah. Beautiful. And, you know, I have a poem, you guys. I hope you don't mind if I insert it right here because I know Robin Marie has to leave early. But it seems uh, like a, an opportunity that's pretty miraculous I don't want to miss. And it's a poem called Being Human is Hard Work. Being human is hard work, but my love, I need you. I need you to be kind with me because I am you. We are both the same little bursts of energy controlling these skin and bone suits as best we can while we ride together on this same spinning spaceship. Be soft with me because I am you. We are both still trying to remember the last thing the voice of love sang to us while we were taken out of the same cradle of time and into life. 
be careful with me because I am you. We have both been intentionally and unintentionally wounded by people who are frantically trying to win the same race that has no actual finish line or trophy to hoist. Be merciful with me because I am you. We have both intentionally and unintentionally wounded others while attempting to follow the same script that was written centuries ago by people who were afraid. Be present with me because I am you. We are both constantly seduced by the relentless guilt and anxiety who want us, want us to be rooted in the same toxic soil or the unchangeable past or the uncertain future. Be sweet with me because I am you. We are both floating down the same narrow lazy river that's carrying us to the same endless ocean where we will relearn how to surf the waves of eternity. Be understanding with me because I am you. We are both going to someday be connected to one another again like the bulbs on the same string of lights where one glow blends effortlessly into the next one. Be kind with me. Be soft with me. Be careful with me. Be merciful with me. Be present with me. Be sweet with me. Be compassionate with me. Oh, my love, be so very human with me because, 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 because I am you. The end. I just had to offer that in response to you, Robert Marie, and to all this oh. talk about light. Thank you. Oh, so beautiful. Who is the author of that? It's amazing. So perfect. It's John. Oh, thank you, Lori. The author is John Rodell, R-O-E-D-E-L. Wow. His poetry is is. Uh, scattered all throughout Facebook and he's so very generous oh my with his dialogue. Thank you. Oh, Thank you I so love much. his, his okay. bone and skin suit. <laughs> I struck my knee bone. Love you guys. I'm going to work. Bye-bye, Robin Marie. Thanks, Robin Marie. Thank you for the door you opened. I just, this is Yogi Chris, just listening here in peace. Thank you. Good morning, Chris. Always good to hear you and see you on board. I know you're here. Hi, Yogi Chris. Good to hear your wonderful voice this morning. Thank you, Lana.
Sorry, I missed our Zoom gathering last night, but I'm feeling a lot stronger this morning. I had about 10 hours of sleep last night. <laughs> Treated my body to it. Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And uh, uh, this reading is so powerful. Um, the first time through, I thought it, there's absolutely nothing more to say. Uh, this is everything. And uh, and so I, I went into the quiet, and, uh, and so many things came up. And uh, the, the the one line, um, one line that really um, grabs me, I think it's in paragraph twenty-eight. No, I think it's well. Just a minute, I have to find it. The desire to be holy. Uh, that's the one that really grabbed me grabs me every time I think I wasn't aware that that's what my desire was and when I sit and think about that um, it's exactly like he says in this reading yesterday I was um, I was overwhelmed with the notion that the basis of the dream the whole basis of the dream that he's talking about is an authority problem uh, authority problem with the capital A and um, and and I think I think that that just about hits the nail on the head when I look at uh, the miracle principles especially uh, the miracle principles that relate to the word potential and then I started to think about this reading like a seed that's planted like a seed that's planted and it it just uh, really resonates throughout I didn't know that I just had the desire to be holy but I did have a burning desire for the truth because the untruth was so exceedingly painful and I don't know that anybody comes to the Course in Miracles because they're radiantly happy and think they have everything <laughs> at least I didn't um, but that desire that wish to know why he emphasizes it of course you've heard me quote my favorite quote so many times the wish to wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible and that's what he's talking about in this reading the desire the wish the willingness the want wanting the only thing that's true is a lot like what he says in the beginning in chapter 3 
No one can fail who commends his spirit in the hands of his father. Because when you do, all level confusion vanishes, your mind is healed, it's no longer compartmentalized into subconscious material and superconscious material of which you're afraid. And the healing of the mind, um, once accomplished, becomes an interlocking chain of forgiveness whose purpose when accomplished is the total atonement, the resolution of the Son of God in the mind of his Father. And as you say, land of the singularity of love, all that remains is one giant equal sign. <laughs> I, I love math, and it's, it's mathematically elegant and simple when everything is resolved into equality and holiness. The seed is planted. The seed is planted, and once it's planted, its growth is uh, inevitable. And now when I think about this seed that's planted, my mind turns to you who have brought the darkness to the light. And the other quote I wanted to uh, bring to that is from chapter 3, where he says, God and the souls he created remain in surety, and therefore know, know that no miscreation exists. If everything is holy, there can't be miscreation. Then he goes on and says, truth cannot deal with unwilling error because it does not will to be blocked out. I must be uh, brought to awareness of the darkness, the illusions that are in my mind. I was a man who remembered the soul and its knowledge, and as a man I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge and I think about that and I think this is so critically important to this becoming uh, this realization of holiness I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge is speaking of the uh, internal argument that can go on in the mind when I say to myself this is true, therefore I'm in error. This internal argument that can happen when I accuse myself of not being kind, or I accuse myself of being shameful, or I accuse myself of being guilty, or I accuse myself. And that's the voice of the ego, this internal argument. I was a man who remembered the soul and its knowledge. I did not attempt to bring truth to error. I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge. I did not try to bring to truth to illusion so much as to correct, correct error from the bottom up. Bring my darkness to the light. Bring my illusions to truth. Become aware of the things I mistakenly believe, the concepts I mistakenly hold, the shame that uh, is invisible to me but I project on my brothers, 
the hurt that's invisible to me, but I assume it's going to happen again because I'm afraid. I can't set up this internal argument with myself. And what he's asking me to do is to stop listening to this voice of tyranny. Stop listening to the voice of illusion. Stop listening to the story. Stop listening to the past. Stop listening to the darkness. Stop listening to the guilt. Stop listening to myself despising that he talks about in I'm glad you brought that up, Donna. You so long despised yourself, he says in paragraph 26. This internal argument is what I need to release to truth. And when I do, this seed of potential, this goal of holiness starts to grow in me. And as it grows, I discover to my great joy. Remember Lesson 73? It was right before Lesson 74. Lesson 74 is there is no will but God's. Lesson 73 was I will there be light. I will there be light. I will to open my mind to truth. I will to let my darkness be revealed to me so I can release it. I will to see my illusions so that I can let them go to truth. I don't take truth as a cudgel and beat myself with it. I don't let the ego lead me on an ego alien adventure. Few who who knew who walked beside you, fear would be impossible. You see, the seed has been planted. I desired the only thing that was ever true. Holiness. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But it is the only thing that's ever true, and it will be revealed to me as I let my illusions go, stop fighting with myself, and follow this natural path of growth so that I can remember my soul and its knowledge. And when I do, I will demonstrate both the powerlessness of the body and the power of the mind because I will have united my will with that of my Creator, naturally remembering the soul and its own real purpose. The soul knows, loves, and creates, he says. Those are its unequivocal functions. That's my natural self. He says, you fear to look within, and, but when you do, you could see me and all your brothers there in the eternal love and holiness and peace of our Father. All of that, all of that is within, in that spacious, spacious, spacious self. The biggest miracle uh, to me ever to be achieved is even more the knowledge of myself it's the knowledge that we contain each other within each other and every single section in this chapter 18 is designed to show that to me 
early on in, in the miracle principles he talked about revelation and miracles revelation and miracles revelation is is knowledge awareness mind of God transmitted to my mind in the holy instant it's intensely personal I can't even I can't even tell you what it is it's so extremely uh, correcting and I, I can't tell that to anybody but I can I can share that with everybody in my attitudes towards other minds there's this beautiful intersection of peace where in right relationship to my father I am in right relationship to creation and at that beautiful intersection miracles meet revelation miracles he says induce revelation revelation doesn't induce miracles but miracles induce revelation so that life can become one holy rolling instant I didn't know that I didn't know that but the seed is planted the outcome is inevitable and it is heaven the state of mind of perfect oneness it's not some other place it's not some other time heaven is just a state of mind in perfect oneness aligned with God as you say Lynn I love it when I hear you say those words it's a journey we take together and, and the final thing I want to say that's such a blessed gift of holy relationship is that sense of coming home not just a home in the relationship but the fact that relationship the relationship we share on this call the relationships we have when we're seeking love with another these holy relationships where my interests are not separate from my brothers that's the criteria of a holy relationship my interests are not separate from yours these holy relationships that we join in it turns out that they are you know you've heard the saying so often the whole is greater than the sum of its parts the whole of a holy relationship is greater than two individuals with their separate paths as he says they join with something greater and something greater joins them and um, and becomes a home for anyone lonely or tired who needs a place and I don't mean a place to lay their head I mean a place to be uh, welcomed and embraced it's something much greater than the sum of two people that's how he says you who hold each other's hand also hold mine we come to understand that truth is greater than the sum of two minds two minds joined in wholeness and holiness become a home for all the lonely travelers the wounded the sick the tired the suffering and uh, this is all the gift of God given here returned for my little willingness which is the essence of this whole chapter so uh, here's the hinge I would say the fulcrum the place where I realize the seed is planted and its outcome is inevitable 
and give my mind to true authoritative control. Get a couple A sense. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you, Lori, for expanding on holy relationships. I'm grateful. Oh, thank you so much, Lori. That was beautiful. Um, I need to call, I mean, I need to leave the call for about 15 minutes, but I hope to come back. I wanted to share um, something, some guidance I received this morning, um, which kind of tie into everything you were talking about, Lori. So uh, I'm going to leave now, but I'll be back. I love you all. I love you too, Lana. And oh my goodness, that's so tantalizing. I look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. They call it on TV a teaser. (laughs) Okay. Well, if nobody else has anything right here, uh, I have a quickie. (laughs) This is one of my favorite things uh, to realize. There's three unequivocal lessons in the workbook, just three. And by unequivocal, I mean they start out with the phrase, there is no. Uh, In other words, there's no alternative to. It's absolute, can't be argued with, absolute truth. And um, those three lessons are Lesson 74, There Is No Will But God's. Lesson 127, There Is No Love But God's. And Lesson 200, There Is No Peace But God's. No will but God's, no love but God's, no peace but God's. And Lesson 74 starts out... um, in a really startling way. If your experience was anything like mine with um, religion, uh, I was taught that um, that the will of God would always be elusive to me and somewhat frightening and, um, and entailed a great deal of judgment and... Um, and a whole bunch of other things. It was really scary, the will of God. And so there is no will but God's. It took me a long time to um, 
to realize that there is no will but God's means just love. But that lesson, oh, it's so splendid because he says that the only reason that that seems frightening is because the ego to which I had given my allegiance to the ego thought system uh, was all fictional. (laughs) It was just a great big giant fiction, a set of bad ideas that I came to believe about life, myself, the world, and God. A collection of bad ideas that had no bearing on truth or reality at all. And when the idea of the ego is gone, what remains? I mean, it's like canceling fractions, you know? You find the common denominator and what remains. If one is totally not true, the only thing that remains is truth. There is no will but God's truth, love, peace. And he says if in that lesson, if, if you uh, spend the time as this lesson asks, uh, you'll discover uh, an enlightening feeling, a lifting up. You won't have a drowsy meditation. You'll have a sense of life and spark and um, energy. And that's the lifting out of the whole ego thought system. There is no will but God's. And we all know Lesson 127, I bless you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you, for I would learn the joyous lesson. There is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's. In other words, I understand love by sharing it. I know what it is because it is sharing. The meaning of love is sharing. It's an exchange. Um, We're both are lifted up into the love of God. And finally, lesson 200, there is no peace but God. And to me, uh, in my experience, I couldn't, uh, I found that lifting up out of lesson 200, but it was after I'd done the whole workbook three or four times that I realized, oh gee, my will is God's. I didn't know that. You know, it was a slow thing to arrive, but um, the fruit of that seed planted is uh, finally the awareness that there is no will but God's, no love but God's, and no peace but God's. And uh, that was a beautiful discovery for me. I'm complete. Are you complete, Lori? I'm complete, Ida. Hi. Hi, hi. I just got on the, the call a few minutes ago when you said the word just love. And I have to tell you that I got on the call, I was in a lot of fear. And I had already talked to crisis people on the phone about it. And um, it's like a miracle because... I thought I would feel a little better by getting on the call, but not completely better, not this much better. Anyway, I don't, you know, when I talk about it, it comes back. But um, you were saying just love at the end of a sentence, and then you said something about we know what the fear is. Is it's the ego thought system? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the ego thought system. And um, but I was just listening to you. That's all I was doing, basically. And I mean, it 
pretty much went away and I got back to just love. So thank you very much, everybody, and especially Lori, Lori Cameron. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, bless your heart, Ida. I'm so glad you called. I'm so glad you called us. Um, Me too. This is Donna. Me too. I love hearing Ida's voice. There is something about her walk. I can't explain it. So, I, for my sake, I hope she's able to show up sooner uh, and and be with us because there's something about her spirit I find very helpful in my own walk. This, this is Donna. Thank you, Ida, and I'm complete. Bless your heart. Thanks, Donna. I used to have a friend that that affected me that same way. And from time to time, she'd say, boy, there's another gem in your crown. There's another gem in your crown. You know, we need each other to remind ourselves of holiness. Because uh, this walk is not a walk that anyone takes alone. That's such a beautiful thing. So I want to say there's another gem in your crown, Donna. <laughs> there's another gem in your crown, Ida. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys. And this is Donna. Indeed, I just had a realization of one of the things. Ida will speak about fear. And she draws it to my mind that I understand it's not real. And it keeps building in me. So when things come that look like there's something, uh, I'll be stronger now to remind myself just to not entertain fear and keep on walking. I'm complete. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, you know, Donna. one year, I have a real simple story, but um, one year um, we had a tree in the backyard that died, and of course we had to take the tree out. And, and underneath that tree, the grass never grew, so there's a big patch of erosion and a lot of dead stuff. Anyway, we laid some sod, and... Uh, and I, it was right outside the kitchen window. So, of course, I was looking all the time out at that sod, thinking, is it going to take? Is it going to take? And one day I was looking at that sod and the seam between where the sod was and where the dirt was, and it wasn't growing, you know. And I suddenly realized, this is incredible. My mind is like the light of awareness. And if I focus on the beauty of the sod that's growing rather than the patch of dirt that looks bare and naked, this dirt that looks bare and naked is going to fill in. And it occurred to me, this is the light of awareness that we all have. This light of awareness that's so powerful that whatever I focus on grows and when I'm looking for love, this is what he means by the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes. Your wish is granted. You ask for holiness, your wish is granted. The light of your awareness is so powerful 
that if you're looking directly in this light of awareness toward truth, truth is where you will be. But if I'm looking with the light of awareness at what's missing or lacking or fearful or dark, that's where my awareness will land. That's how powerful this light of awareness is. So if I'm focusing on the thought system of truth and light and God and peace and love, that's where my mind will be. You see, that's how powerful this light of awareness is. And um, and the sod grew. You know, this is this is um, right-minded thinking, you guys. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad we had a chance to talk about that. I'm complete. Well, anyone have any final shares? Before we end the recording. Ida, thank you. I just want to say, Donna, that's really great that you can talk to yourself and lose the fear. But I can't do it that way, um, which is not, I'm not hostile about it or anything like that. I'm happy for you. But um, I have to talk with somebody else uh, in order to lose the fear. Um, like it says in the Course, we are, have salvation together. That's all. I'm complete. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you Ida. Ida. Yes, thank you, Ida. And I have spent about 22 years talking about fear uh, to spiritual and otherwise people. So I know when you say that, I know. But you're, you're a teacher for me now, Ida. I'm complete. Oh, well, thank you. God bless you. That's sweet. Well... No, this is where um, it seemed I was to end this call today. It's in chapter 71, or <laughs> chapter 7, chapter 7 in the total commitment. How about this? You are the will of God, capital W. You are the will of God. Do not accept anything else as your will. Are you a are denying what you are. Deny this and you will attack, believing you have been attacked. But see the love of God in you. See the love of God in you and you will see it everywhere because it is everywhere. See his abundance in everyone and you will know that you are in him with them. They are part of you as you are part of God. You are as lonely without understanding this as God himself is lonely when his sons do not know him. The peace of God is understanding this. 
There is only one way out of the world's thinking, just as there was only one way into it. Understand totally by understanding totality. Perceive any part of the ego's thought system as wholly insane, wholly delusional, and wholly undesirable. I don't want that. And you've correctly evaluated all of it. This correction enables you to perceive any part of creation as wholly real, wholly perfect, and wholly desirable. Wanting this only, you will have this only. And giving this only, you will be only this. The gifts you offer to the kingdom are always experienced as, I'm sorry, the gifts you offer to the ego are always experienced as sacrifices. But the gifts you offer to the kingdom are gifts to you. They will always be treasured by God because they belong to his beloved sons who belong to him. All power and glory are yours because the kingdom is his. There is no peace but God's. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for another beautiful call and for reading this section as we did together. Thank you so much, everybody.